everybody. Welcome back to Going for Two with Jack Taylor. My name is Jack Taylor. My name's Hunter too. And welcome to week five of college football. We are at least a little bit more excited this week than we were last week because we showed a semblance of some offense. Still no defense to be found, but we put points on the board and we aired it out and it looked, offense looked fun for once. And it it was against the worst defense in the SEC, not including Mississippi State, but how about just 30 points being scored? That that was fun, right? Yeah, that, that, was, that was pretty decent. I'll take it. You know, finally got to see Tulu and what he could do as a wide receiver if we just send him down the field and let him use his speed. So um, that's probably not a strategy that we're going to be able to use uh, against really anybody else in the SEC, but we used it against South Carolina. It was fun to watch. Uh, ultimately, we came up short, and we're going to review that game in, in pretty good detail. Um Probably not going to touch much on the Alabama game just because the preview is it's really simple. I mean, you got to change a lot to be able to beat Alabama, and Alabama doesn't have to do much to beat you. So there's your preview for the Alabama game. We're going to get into our pick em, obviously, and then finish off with some Instagram questions. But before all of this, we wanted some motivation, and not just any motivation. We wanted AI motivation from none other then Sylvester Croom, the last head coach at Mississippi State to beat Alabama back in 2007. Hunter, you ready for this? Um, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. All right. Hello, Bulldogs. I'm Sylvester Croom, and I'm here to talk to you before you face Alabama, the toughest opponent in the SEC. You may know me as the first African-American head coach in the SEC or as the last MSU coach to beat Alabama in 2007. But today, I'm not here to talk about myself. I'm here to talk about you. You're a special group of young men. You have worked hard, sacrificed, and overcome adversity to get to this point. You have shown character, courage, and commitment on and off the field, and you have made me proud. You have made Mississippi proud. But you're not done yet. You have one more challenge ahead of you. You have to face the Crimson Tide, a team that has dominated the SEC for years, a team that has won six national championships in the last decade, and a team that's beaten us 13 13 times in a row. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, I know what you're thinking. You're thinking that they're too good, too strong, too fast, too skilled. You're thinking that they have more talent, more depth, more experience, and more resources. You're thinking they're unbeatable. Let me tell you something. They're not unbeatable. They're human just like you. They make mistakes just like you. They feel pressure just like you, and they bleed just like you, and they can be beaten just like anybody else. I know this because I've done it before. In 2007, we went... (laughs) We went to Tuscaloosa as huge underdogs. No one gave us a chance. No one believed in us. No one expected us to win, but we did win. We won because we played with heart, passion, and determination. We won because we played as a team, not as individuals. We won because we believed in ourselves and in each other. We won because we were Bulldogs. And that's what you have to do today. You have to play with heart, passion, and determination. You have to play as a team, not as individuals. You have to believe in yourselves and in each other. You have to play like Bulldogs, because that's who you are. You're Bulldogs, and Bulldogs never quit. They never back down. They never give up. Bulldogs always fight to the end. So go out there and fight for every inch, every yard, every point. Go out there and fight for your teammates, your coaches, your school, and your state. Go out there and fight for your pride, your honor, and your legacy. (laughs) Go out there and fight for Mississippi State, and remember that maroon is all that matters because it doesn't matter what color they wear on the other side of the field. It doesn't matter what their ranking is or how many trophies they have. It doesn't matter what the media says or what the odds are. Maroon is all that matters. 
because maroon is the color of our blood, our sweat, our tears. Maroon is the color of our spirit, our pride, our passion. Maroon is the color of our history, our tradition, and our legacy. Maroon is all that matters. And when the final whistle blows and the dust settles and the scoreboard shows the result, you'll be victorious, you'll be champions, you'll be history makers, you'll be bulldogs. Hail State. Maroon is all that matters. You don't have to read the rest unless you want to, but... <laughs> I'm, I'm good. It's, um, for, for those um, listening at home that are missing out on this, um, it is... It was Sylvester Croom going through every year that he was the Mississippi State head coach and recounting his record. <laughs> I love that he couldn't even remember that in 2007, we did not go to Tuscaloosa. That's, that's fun. Um, Maroon is well, yeah. all that matters. Maroon is all that matters. If I've gathered one thing today, I've, I've, I've gathered that. So... Um, with that being said, we'll move into our review of the South Carolina game. And I just want to start off. I, I've already mentioned it a little bit, but I, I was proud of the way that offensively we adjusted to, to what you know we, we saw that South Carolina was weakest at. And obviously that was their secondary. We exploited it. And um, Tulu had a record game, um, seven catches for 256 yards. Um, Will also had a record game, um, 487 passing yards, more than he ever had in an air raid offense. Um, I, I, the offense looked fun. There were times it, I mean, at the, I think maybe the first drive or two, it kind of stalled, and late in the game it stalled, but it, it really was fun seeing this air the ball out like that. Um, Will, I, I think Will had a pass that was 40 yards in the air, um, which was just blew my mind because I've never seen him do that before. Um, but as good as he was, I, I, I mean, he was 30 of 48. I mean, that's that's not near the completion percentage that we've seen him have in the past. Some of his misses were still really, really bad. Um, he has an issue with the ball getting batted down a lot. Yeah, that, that's, that's become uh, a real problem. I mean, that happens probably every, every fourth or fifth pass now, and that's – that really just can't happen because I mean it, it, it's a drive killer. It's just it feels just like a sack when that happens, um, and but yeah, we'll 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 talk about the the negatives I guess later. But I really did think you know the connection from Will to Tulu was really good, um, and going into the game, I, I I was thinking you know I'd heard that South Carolina's run defense was was their weakness, and um, it was the total opposite. They held Woody to uh, or they held the team to thirty two yards. Held Woody to 12 carries for 27, um, so it, it really was Will and the receivers that were that were making it all happen. Um, so got got to give credit there. Um, anything anything that you saw you want to shout out? Um, yeah, uh, I'm not taking as many positives as you. The big positive I'm taking is Will can make the big pass. Yeah, um, it was good to see that. Uh, we can't run the ball. Still trot out tight ends out there. They they do not add anything to the offense. Yeah. Seems seems sometimes they subtract from the offense. A few of the drives that stalled out, like our first play of the game, was like a six yard loss on a run play. Yeah. Just everything was wrong. And late in the game, there was some issues with tight ends as well. Offensive line. They were, they were, I, I really don't know how the offensive, I, I don't, I don't know how to quantify it because 
I I'm not going through the games like I did last year. But mm-hmm. They, I'm still not sure about this system, but if if we get will opportunities to make plays like this, and it was nice outside of Tulu to see other guys making plays as well. Yeah. And like, I mean, this was probably Xavion's best game as a wide receiver. Yeah, has he, he just been playing more of the last couple of games because Wally's been out? Uh, no, he's been he's been out there the whole time. Um, okay, he was a little banged up against Arizona. Right, that's right. He was out that's there. Right. And he wasn't there in Sela. Okay. But yeah, it was it was nice seeing the the deep ball open up the intermediate, mm-hmm. and it is nice to know that even if the run isn't working, play action still works. Yeah. That that's um, kind of the saving. I do. Uh, one play sticks out of my mind. It wasn't necessarily one of like the really, really deep passes to Tulu, but I think it's the one that he caught at the beginning of the second half that gave him the, the record for single-game uh, receiving yards. Uh, but it was one that Will just perfectly dropped like right in the middle of this triangle of South Carolina defenders. Um, and it, re- it reminded me of you know some of Will's like, inter- like medium-length passes in the air raid where he really was like just – dotting up every single throw that he made. I mean, he, he, he made some incredible, like, window passes. Um, and that was one of them. And he, and he kind of made me a believer in Will again. That that throw, but, I mean, this game really did. I mean, I, I know I talked about his misses being really bad, um, especially late in the game. But, man, it, it really was fun to watch. And I, I said at the beginning, I don't think that – or I, I know for a fact this isn't going to work against really any other SEC team. South Carolina was – the anomaly with this one just with the really bad defense but i mean this opens up something for our offense it doesn't have to be deep throws down the field every play but i mean we have that in our back pocket and we know just, that now i'm just glad that i know will can do it because yeah the past yeah. eight games uh, will has, has looked like a shell of what he was in 21 yeah. in 21 will was great yeah what do you think that's going back to like the kentucky game last year that was. I mean, they hadn't. The egg bowl wasn't great. He had three, like, three interceptions there. Yeah. But anyway, so um, one thing I do want to give a lot of credit to um, special teams was really, really good. Um, uh, Keelan Crimmins had his best game as a Mississippi State punter. He had a long of fifty-four. Uh, I think an average of about 47, something like that. But he, he downed uh, two of them inside the, the two-yard line, which we'll talk about in a little bit. Um, Kyle Ferry, three for three on field goals, 49 yards, 47 yards, and 23 yards, um, including one that moved like I've never seen a kick move um, to end the first half. It was not in the uprights, and then it just curved right back in. So really, really proud of that one. What? Lefty kickers, it just looks weird. Lefty kickers are crazy. Um, so yeah, that was that was good to see. Special teams is really really good. Um, Tulu didn't really, or I know Tulu didn't have a chance to to return any kickoffs, and Xavion had one that was maybe a ten yard return on a punt. But um, I thought special teams did look really really good. So don't want to lump them in with the defense that we're about to talk about. So I wanted to shout them out with the offense. <laughs> but. And Our now, defense. Hunter, I'm going to give you the opportunity to just say what you want to say on this one. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, Rattler, uh, you know, it, it 
we are not a top four team in the country, so mm-hmm. you would not expect Rattler to have a career day against us. He went 18 for 20, 288 yards, three touchdowns. Um, yeah, yeah that, that, wasn't, that wasn't good. Um, yeah, also added 43 yards on the ground. Between Daniels and Rattler, the last two weeks, they've combined for an 89% completion percentage, and I think it's like six incompletions, or mm-hmm. that may be... Fifth, with, 48, 48 of 54. Is that including Nussmeyer, or is that only Daniels? No, that was just uh, just Daniels and Rattler. Okay, nice. Um, remember last week when we said, can't let Leggett beat us? Um, five catches for 189 yards and two touchdowns, and... Uh, you called this one out last week. Um, he is now the SEC leader for receiving yards. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm really starting to see the comparisons between this football team and our baseball team. You know, whoever uh, Alabama has this, this week, they're, they're about to be the number one, uh, number one in receiving yards in the SEC. So congratulations in advance. And, and one, once again, our... Well, we've been kind of saying this whole time, and we wanted to say it for the Sealer review, but we didn't. Our defense is slow. Yeah. I don't. I don't it know is, what we do about it. It is really bad, and I mean they're getting they're getting burnt. Our secondary is getting burnt. Our our D line gets no pressure. Our linebackers are Buki Watson and Jet Johnson. Um. All three of those just account to the fact that how slow that how slow on, our defense is. On the long um, Xavier Leggett uh, slant that he took to the house, um, DeCarlos was close on that one, but he got tripped up on like him and the other wide receiver hit mm-hmm. each other, and he would have been there on that one. It just it just sucks. And then the big plate on the sideline, it was only completed yeah. because it was slightly underthrown. And yeah. Had a hand right there, um, but I don't. I don't know. Sean Preston's the best player on our defense. Mm-hmm. That's been a surprise. I, I, I love it. Um, glad <laughs> glad to see he's out there. I wish he'd been there the first half. Yeah, um, and yeah, it, it's it's not even like where we can give the defense the benefit of the doubt. The first two offensive possessions started inside their own two-yard line. Yeah. Like, we, we made it as hard as we possibly could for them, and they scored touchdowns on both of those possessions. Uh, and I know you mentioned the Xavier Leggett, like, 76-yard pass. That was in the first drive uh, of the game. Um, so they beat us with a big drive – or with a big play right there, and that drive was six plays, two minutes and 18 seconds. The second drive was just, you know, nothing nothing crazy, just a, a long, slow 16-play drive in 7 minutes, 15 seconds. So they beat us by wearing us down. They beat us by, you know, taking deep shots. They they could beat us however they wanted to. And wherever Rattler wanted to go with the ball, he could. And there, there was, I mean, I feel, I feel like last week against LSU, or two weeks ago now, I guess, um, you know, you could, also couldn't make the explanation or the uh, the excuse that we were just getting worn down, we were gassed, whatever, because they beat us from the very beginning too. So that that's just become a trend these past couple of weeks. And 
it's it's really hard to watch because you know I'm used to Mississippi State defense that is seemingly I mean against everybody but Bama usually is really really strong for the first two and a half or three quarters and then might give up some garbage points at the end but this defense is just bad from the start um one thing that like other than just hoping Arnett takes over the defense and maybe it, it works better I think maybe do kind of the NFL approach and what what was kind of happening two years ago um, in the SEC. The and I, I think Georgia does this currently. It's you just don't blitz a lot. Rush yeah. rush three, drop eight, limit the big plays. Yeah, that's what's really killing us here. Um, right. There's no sense in bringing five if not one of them's going to get home. Yeah. And I, I feel like, I don't know the exact numbers on this, but I, I feel like we get to third downs like quite a bit, and it's just no problem for, for other teams to convert third downs. Like, I, I, That's I just, all the time. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it doesn't matter if it's third and long or, or third and one. Like, we can't make a stop short. We can't, um, you know, close off the ends. If Rattler wants to just, you know, aim for the uh, – first down marker and just scramble out to his right or left. I mean, it's so easy for opposing quarterbacks to do this. And I just, Spencer Rattler's not a great quarterback. And he, he, he diced us up. I think what? he might be top 10 all time in completion percentage. So it's not like this is absolutely insane, but he shouldn't have been that easy. It's yeah. the second week in a row that a quarterback has gone against Aaron. Yeah. But I, well, I mean, if the pressure is not getting there, we, it does not appear that we have players that are gonna be able to get pressure. Yeah. Why? Why pressure? Hey, I'm all, I'm here for it. Like I, any any change would be welcome, especially Zach Ronette just taking over for Matt Brock. Um, but who knows if that's if that's gonna happen? Actually, no, that probably will not. I'm not even happen, sure if it would matter. Yeah, and take bad angles. I mean, it, it really early on in the game, especially, and I, I don't guess it really got any better. But I, I remembering one drive that uh, we could have held him to a field goal and ended up being a touchdown drive. But uh, it was a we just got drawn off sides on a play that I I know Spencer Rattler was not about to get the ball, and it just we seemed like an undisciplined team. We, we miss tackles, take bad angles. It just, it really, it sometimes looks like we're a high school offense going up against college teams. Like, that's the, the that's the best way I can say it. it. We just look like we're in a different league than they are. <sighs> it's, you see it even when you're not watching Mississippi State games. Like, like you turn on any other game. You could just see the speed. Like I, me and you were speed watching speed and physicality. We we're watching Auburn A and M, two teams that are not very good, and they look infinitely better than we do right now. Ole Miss, they're like their bad defense looks way more athletic than ours. Mm-hmm. And these are teams that, like Auburn and Ole Miss, especially, they're teams that we predicted us to beat early in the year, like just a few weeks ago, and we've we've already already gone back on that like at this point what games are you confident that we can win uh, Auburn you think we're going to be they cannot throw a forward pass it's going to be uh, 
It's going to be a 3-2 game. A movable object versus a movable object, I guess. <laughs> um, yeah, so you got a little bit more confidence than I do. Right now I look at our schedule and I can confidently say Western Michigan and Southern Miss. That Those are our wins right now. I think Western Michigan, Southern Miss. Uh, I think Auburn is in that. And Kentucky, just because they're playing in Starkville. So. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know you can throw in A&M as well. Yeah. Nick and you know the Egg Bowl line. as well. Um, that's yeah, we're, we'll, win. we'll end 8-4. and four. We'll end 8-4. and four. We're fine. Is there another game in there? Oh, the Arkansas game? We'll win that one. <laughs> I, I can... Again, I said this last week, but the one silver lining I'm, I'm seeing right now is that Sitting here two and two on the season is exactly where I predicted us to be. You you had us at three and one right now with a win over South Carolina. Um, I had us at two and two. I have us at two and three after the Alabama game. So, um, I mean, we're exactly where I thought we were going to be record wise. But this team just it's looks good. really really bad. Looks terrible. It's not good. <laughs> I don't see any four game win streaks in our future. So I'm not exactly well. I don't know. I don't know. Um, Booth Barbet, maybe the answer. Was he in the booth last week? Yeah. Oh, I didn't realize that. First time of the first time of the year. Hmm. That was a pretty big development. Booth Barbet. Booth Barbet. Um. Yeah. I liked our play we... with Mike Wright on the goal line. That was yeah. Fun. That was nice. Uh, I noticed play. that we didn't come in here and blame the entire game on referees. Yeah. Yeah. I imagine that. They had the right call in the interception. Um, they we, they missed a blatantly obvious uh, pass interference on us in the uh, end zone that would have cost us. Um, that should have been a touchdown. Ended up being a field goal for for South Carolina. Um, if and our then, team was a little bit faster, we could ask for some holding goals. But I mean, we were getting we held also, in front of them. Also, Will Rogers' fumble was a fumble. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that was. Doesn't matter like, if it goes a spiral. How does the ball move forward on a fumble? Because he, he didn't have possession of it. Goes in his arm. Same, same. If he got punched out from behind, then it just rolls forward. It's the exact those SEC thing. referees always protecting South Carolina. Look, I, I, I agree. There were some bad calls, but there were bad calls both ways. So, and I think our defense is very, very bad. And I'm not going to blame referees for our defense being bad. Um. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. To close it out, proud of Will. Uh, hope we can run block. Uh, Got to find the right five on offensive line. Don't know what to do about tight ends other than cut them. Don't have them. Like, like, just don't. Um, Let Goaty just be a podcaster, please. Um, so, yeah. Is there anything, uh, as we move into the Alabama preview, is there anything that you do want to say about this game? Um, I mean, anything you the, saw in the Ole Miss game? In the second half of that game, Alabama kind of fought, kind of found themselves. Um, yeah. And I don't know if that's, you know, second half Lane Kiffin, um, the psyche of an Ole Miss team or what, but um, Miller didn't look that bad. Um, uh, he, he had that one interception. Mm-hmm. There, didn't like that. Jace McClellan uh, ran well, 6.2 yards per carry, 106 yards. Uh, Milrow 
I don't know why he didn't run more against. I mean, he had he had a bunch of attempts, but I feel like he could have had more. Um, Ole Miss yeah. wasn't keeping up with him. Yeah, they they hmm. they finally got some big play luck. Um, they had like three deep shots that they came down with every time, and their DBs who got torched in the Texas A&M game were just making plays. Yeah. I, I will say I'm not going to make a mistake like we did back in uh, 2021. I'm not going to make a mistake of uh, predicting Mississippi State to beat Alabama. So you don't have to worry about year. that. Sorry, yeah. Don't have to worry about that. Um, Is it time for the Quinshawn Judkins discussion? What's up with him? Why, why is he is not? Has it, it gone beyond a sophomore slump? Um, it, it's not great. Hmm. Um, I'm, yeah, I'm hearing rumblings that he might not be an Ole Miss Rebel next year. But. Also, can we stop, can can society stop uh, hyping up Lane versus Saban? Can, can society stop hyping up Lane versus teams that are going to end with nine wins or more? Yeah, the, the pie chart of choosing Ole Miss One in 20. One is, in 20. Is this, would this game be a signature win for Lane Kiffin. If, if yes. Yes. He is not winning. <laughs> if no, greater than 80% chance. <laughs> yeah. Look, did, um, did NIL ruin Lane Kiffin? Some people are saying. People are saying. I mean, I mean. One, uh, one little deep dive that I have done, speaking about our game against Bama, um, we have not had a passing touchdown against uh, Alabama since uh, the closing seconds of the Alabama-Mississippi State game um, had college game day in attendance in 2014 in Tuscaloosa. We have not had a passing touchdown against Alabama in Davis Wade Stadium since 2011. Um, so here we are. It's really hard to beat a team at any point during a 15-year span without passing touchdowns Mike I guess. Wright's gonna change that that's my bet <laughs> um over under 0.5 passing touchdowns this week what's your one, what's your guess one for Mike Wright you're gonna you're gonna say we get one yeah with Mike Wright okay I like it I hate it actually um all right we will talk about what our prediction for that game is when we get to it here as we move into our pick em, we want to give a shout out to Denton Garvey, who had an eight and two week last week, which uh, was the best of any of our listeners or people that sent in their picks. But it was not quite as good as mine, because I had a ten and zero week, picking nine of the ten favorites uh, and one upset. In quotes, was the upset? Uh, Washington State winning at home. Why was that? I don't know. I don't um. And so yeah, I went ten and zero. Uh, you went seven and three. Actually, tied up the season pick'em. Um, so we're both sitting at twenty six and fourteen through four weeks. Um, yeah, I'm excited about that. Um, so yeah, um, all tied up. You had a three game lead that just disappeared. So sucks to suck. What's the lead? Um, it's not for losing. <laughs> exactly. So uh, we will start them off here with uh, game number one, number twenty two, Florida. At Kentucky, um, I think Kentucky 
it did, they hadn't won this game in a very long time, and now they've rattled off three wins in a row against Florida. Um, I'll go first on this one. I am going to take Kentucky to win for the fourth straight year. I'm going with Kentucky as well. I actually think it may be two years in a row. I think so. Because Florida was really good in 2020. Um, so I'm going to take Kentucky. You got Kentucky as well? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, game number two, we're going down to Jerry World. Uh, Texas A&M versus Arkansas. Um, A&M was really, really bad last year, but happened to win this game. Five and uh, five and seventeen, but one of those five was against Arkansas last year here in Jerry World. Um, who you got in this one? I, I'm looking up the the streak on this one. Like Arkansas can't win this, right? Is this their little curse? Is that the is that the case? I think it is. No, it's a it's a one game, one win streak for him. <laughs> but before that, it was one, two, three, four, five. Seven in a row for AM. There you go. So, um, did you say who you're going to take? Yeah, I'm going AM. Okay. Um, who did I say I was going with? I don't want to disrespect my pick. I'm going to go Arkansas on this one. Oh, we actually had two different. Yeah. For those who, who don't know, we always do send in our picks to each other first at the same exact time. So, um, there's no threat of. Uh, um, what am I trying to say? Like, just copying the next person's yeah. picks. Yeah, to like try to keep sense. your lead or whatever. Yeah. Um, so, I'm picking Arkansas on this one. I have, I guess the 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 taste that they left in my mouth last week against LSU is just still there. So, um, I, I got Arkansas winning that one. Moving on, game number three is our first ranked matchup of the week. Um. Number 24, Kansas, at number 3, Texas. I'll save everybody some time. I'm taking Texas. Texas as well. All right. And then game number four should also go pretty quick. Number one, Georgia, at Auburn. Uh, Georgia. I got Georgia. What do you think Auburn's going to cover in that? Uh, I don't even know what the spread is. I don't either. But I'm going to not throw the ball forward. <laughs> um, game number five, number 23, Missouri, at Vanderbilt. Uh, I'll go Missouri there. Yeah, I, think yeah, I, was, I was thinking long on this one. Um, Vanderbilt does not have Mike Wright, so I will choose the opposite team. <laughs> All right, so uh, we have agreed on four of the five through the first half. Now as we move on to game number six, we have Clemson at Syracuse. Um, Syracuse is undefeated. Clemson has two losses through four weeks, which is absurd. Um, no way, no way on earth they're going to lose three of their first five games. That being said, I'm taking Syracuse and Garrett Schrader. Yeah, um, I'm taking Clemson. Uh, I don't think they can lose three out of their first five. Yeah, that, that's probably the smart pick. I, mean, I just refuse for that reality. Yeah. Um, game number seven is another uh, ranked matchup we have here. Number 13, LSU, at number 20, Ole Miss. LSU, I think, is a two-and-a-half-point favorite in this one at this point. Um, so, it's somebody thinks it's going to be a lot closer than, than I think it is. I think LSU is going to win by a few scores. Would this be a marquee win? Yes. Then choose the other team. LSU. 
Yeah, that was you. Okay. Uh, another ranked matchup as we move to game number eight. Uh, it's the college game day game, but somehow not America's game of the week. Uh, we had number 11, Notre Dame, at number 17, Duke. I'm going to just go out on a limb and say Notre Dame, I think. I, I want Duke to be good at football, but hmm. yeah, I'm taking I'm Notre, Dame. Notre Dame as well. Uh, tough loss against Ohio State. Yeah, they'll rebound. Um, game number nine, South Carolina at number 21, Tennessee. Um, I think both of these teams stink, but I'm taking Tennessee. Uh, I'm taking Tennessee here. Uh, South Carolina can really not. Pass defense. Something has to go right for Joe Milton at some point yeah. this season, and I think that might be running into South Carolina. Yeah, he finally has a chance to show off that he can throw the ball ninety yards. Um, maybe it'll maybe it'll be useful against South Carolina. Who knows? Um, but yeah, we're taking Tennessee there, and that will move us to America's game of the week. We have number twelve Alabama traveling to Starkville to face Mississippi State. Um, a game that they've won, that Alabama has won the last 15 years. I believe so. Yeah, trying to make it 16. Trying to make it a sweet 16. Um, you telling me that if we lose, uh, the Alabama win streak can drive? Yep. Mm-hmm. Also mentioned sweet 16. Don't tell Nate Oates. Uh, he'll, be, he'll get jealous. Um, I think you might have actually made it to a Sweet 16. I don't know what I'm talking about. Um, anyway, um, yeah, I'll start us off here. I think Alabama is going to win and win big. I'm going to say, I'll just go ahead and give my score prediction too. I'm going to say 49 to 14. Yeah, um, I think Alabama is going to kill us. 42 10. Yeah. Um, yeah, and. I guess we can go ahead and give give players of the week. Uh, I'll start with defense. Sean Preston. I'll start with defense. Jordan Kermit. <laughs> I guess I'll go offense first. Um, All right. Mike Wright. Start with defense. Uh, Kyle Ferry. In your in your fourteen points for Mississippi State. Yeah, he's gonna he's gonna knock the heck out of two extra points. <laughs> Player of the um, game. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to be, well, I guess I picked him as an offensive player. Um, but he's going to be better than any player on our defense. Um, so, yeah, there we go. That was fun. That was that was a good time. I, I think our team is really, really good. Um, we're going to shock the world. No, we're not. Mm-mm. Don't, don't start thinking that. Don't, don't, don't post, up, please. Don't post the diagram for Storm in the Field either. Please. I've already seen it twice this week. Please, they're stop. number twelve. Ole Miss would make fun of us, and they would be right. But if we beat them, or storm in the field, so. Um. All right. Well, that will move us into Instagram questions. Uh, thank you guys so much for sending these in. Uh, actually, I have six of them today, so that's that is a ton compared to what we've been getting. So. Um, Brooks Taylor starts us off here. He says, what needs to be done with the defense? Looks like the offense could have figured something out. Um, I really don't know that the offense figured something out. I think it was just exploiting South Carolina, but um, a lot needs to be done with the defense that I, I don't think is going to be figured out in in one week before we play Alabama. 
I, I think quick fix would be just rush three, drop eight to limit the big plays. Yeah. Keep everything we, in front of you. Hopefully you can tackle. So is next week uh, Western Michigan? That is. Oh, that's next so week cool. Western Michigan, and then and then a bye week, I think. So um, we we have we have uh, a couple of weeks after this. Get we to make the bye week three and out. three. Yeah, that's that's what I had to set. So be exactly where I where I want us to be, except way far away. Um, so yeah, I don't expect our defense to look much different at all this week. But hopefully, hopefully in the next two or three weeks, we'll, we we can figure at least something out. But um, our next question comes from Reese Ishi. It's been a while since we've heard from him, but he says, "What are the three SEC games that uh, Mississippi State is likely most likely to win?" Um, we kind of mentioned it. I think uh, Auburn, Kentucky, just because it's at home, and Ole Miss, just because it's always a coin flip. I mean, A and M and Arkansas—they're—they're they're right there, but. Auburn's by far the easiest, I think, from from watching them. Um, all right, Drew Robinson has our next question here. He says, what SEC team has surprised you the most early this season, and what is the most fun group of five team to watch? I think Mississippi State has surprised me the most. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, you might be right. I mean, I had us as like a borderline like nine or ten win team, and now I, I can't confidently say we're going to win five games so that kind of sucks um i guess i could say missouri has been pretty surprising but they also kind of stink um they may not stink they may i don't think they do hmm. they might tell me who's the third best team in the sec uh alabama probably Old Miss. Is it? (laughs) I don't think so. What are they better at than Missouri? I'm going to say Texas and Oklahoma are third and fourth best. Um, I I don't really have an answer for the group of five question. Who do you have in that? Um, I've kind of been in on Fresno State um, since Hayner was there. I've seen them in some late games. It's not Southern Mystery. Maybe Arkansas State. Perhaps. Um, all right. Uh, Sarah asks, Sarah too asks, uh, so how about uh, Taylor? So how about how Taylor launched Travis Kelsey? Pretty cool of her, not going to lie. Fair. Poor, poor pitiful old Travis had never done anything in his career before dating Taylor Swift. Valid. Valid. Similar question comes from my wife. Courtney asks, be honest, on a scale of 1 to 10, how interested are you in the Travis Taylor romance? Um, interested enough to change my fantasy football name to uh, Kamara Taylor's version. We do have Travis Kelsey on our team. So, so yeah. How interested are you? Um, 7, 8. Uh, I kind of want to see where this goes. Maybe a 10. I don't want to talk about it too. I don't want to talk about it, but I'm excited for the next album. I, did you see that she's going to be at the Jets game? It's yeah. Crazy. Did you see the? It was going on Twitter. It was uh, one of the uh, Swifties was Travis Kelsey spotted in Kansas City. 
Somebody was like, Joe Biden spotted in D.C. One of the quote tweets was like, this is like seeing Zion at McDonald's. <laughs> uh, and then our last question also comes from Courtney. She asks, uh, in honor of us playing Bama this week, give us your order at Dreamland. You ever been to Dreamland? Yeah. What do you like? Um, I, li- I like the plate with ribs, and then uh, I, I'm, I'm a big smoked sausage guy. So, so yes, their sausage, sausage is crazy good. Yeah, yeah I get a, I got half rack of ribs, some sausage, sweet tea, and if I'm feeling like a total piece of crap, I'll get some banana pudding. But you ever had their mac and cheese? I think I have. But uh, all that just. That leadoff is white bread dipped in barbecue sauce. So I, I usually feel pretty bad by the time food gets there anyway. So I just like to keep it light with some banana pudding and sweet tea. Um, but anyway, that was a good question. Um, Unless I almost have in the same order. Yeah. Wait, we do just have the same order. <laughs> uh, well, thank you guys so much for the questions. And thank you for listening. I know it hasn't been too much fun listening the past couple of weeks, but we do appreciate it. Um, I promise if it's hard to listen to, it's even harder to talk about. So, um, just, just, just think of that next time you tell us that we're being pessimistic. No one's um, ever told us that we're pessimists. Courtney's twin sister texted me the other day and was like, y'all sound depressed. Um, uh, well, I wasn't very happy last, last week. Uh, I, how, I, how did, how did I get a, de- you sound depressed message on that one, but not after our literal Mike Leach death episode. Yeah. Yeah, that one wasn't. That was actually one of our best episodes ever. Not gonna lie. We should just post that one next week. I don't think so. <laughs> um. Well, guys, thank you again so much for listening. Thank you for your feedback, Casey. I mean, you, you made me even subconsciously act a little bit happier this week. So, um, until next time, uh, hail state and uh, have a good weekend watching football. Thanks. Maroon is all that matters. Welcome back to the Going for Two After Show. Uh, Luke Meyer is the definition of just the friend that says he supports your podcast, but when you ask for questions, he doesn't send any in. Luke Meyer. <laughs> Fake friend. Fake podcast listener is crazy. But he's always like listening to it at, like 7 a.m. the day after we post it. I, th- I think he just gets chat GPT to explain it to him. <laughs> I mean. It's a wild move. I wonder if it can. Should, should, should chat GPT give us, our, give us a script for next week? Just word by word? Sure. Would you do it? I don't know if I can read that well, but I, I can I can say every word as I look at it. Not sure if that counts as. That 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 is certainly reading. Uh, uh, there's no comprehension say, there. Yeah, I will say this: not reading the AI motivation until it's on the air is uh, is really helping my speed reading and reading comprehension. 
and talking in front of other people. But I might popcorn read it next time. Please do not popcorn read it to me. I would be popcorn. Popcorn Hunter. <laughs> what what if we had popcorn read with Ben Jenkins on here? Keep 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 that in the back pocket. We're we're gonna we're gonna pull it. We when we get Brent Rooker on here, I'm popcorn reading with him. Have you even seen his assault posts? No. Pitching Ninja has posted like three things and it's like, look at Sonny Gray's wipeout slider and just randomly picks up Brent Rooker at bat and all of these. And he's just like, what the heck, Rob? <laughs> Assault. Uh, yeah, well, uh, see y'all. See ya.